You are now entering Film Good. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of cute bubble gum pile, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Co. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I'm joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world. Of course, starting with our man, Zach Sneed. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Phoenix. I'm excited to talk about this. Maybe it feels like we've been waiting for it for quite a while, so... Excited to finally be able to uh, talk about it. We've only been waiting 13 years. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> and also joining us today, still, I, I redid the math, still at the top of the leaderboard, but just barely. <laughs> like how much? One. <laughs> Literally one point. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Brandon, what's going on, sir? Man, I'm good. It's good to be back. Um, it's crazy how much just of a of a next few weeks we're going to have movie wise. So we got, we had avatar this past weekend, which we're about to review. We got Babylon. We oh, have, um, what else do we have coming out? Like, I man. feel like I've just been getting excited <laughs> for movies, but that should just be all the talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I went to the movies and saw three movies yesterday and I still am like, there's, I'm like still 20 movies behind. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, you know, it's crazy to think just how many movies we have left, like, to cover. But, like, I was like, man, I can't for all these movies coming out. But it's all it's just going to be is all we have is just all those trailers we got during Avatar. But they're all for summer releases. <laughs> That's what I'm getting myself excited about. Right. But, yeah, no. But that being said, it is good to be back. And it's going to be talking good to be back talking more movies with you guys. And yeah, how are you doing, Phoenix? And um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good, especially because I got out late. I don't know why I did this. Um, I I, I went to see Avatar after work uh, Thursday, and I didn't get out of work till like nine thirty, and the last showing was at like eleven ten. And it wasn't until I got there that I realized that I remembered. That Avatar is a three-hour movie. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I'm going to be here until the sun comes up. Like, this is awful. Uh, like, so I had a long night. And thank goodness, like, the next day I was able to sleep in. But, yeah, uh, fun times. Um, anyway, like I said, we've been waiting on this movie for about 13 years. The original dropped in 2009, I believe. Um, the anticipation for the sequel, I would say, was middling at first, and then it slowly creeped up, especially as word got out, like, no, nah, this is pretty good. Um, by the time I got into the theater, I was I was insanely hyped. I was, like, overhyped. Like, oh, my God, Avatar might be... It might be this this thing, right? And I tried to temper that because I'm like, you know, anything could happen. You don't want to be too high. 
and then you know it disappoints. Well, I'm so glad it didn't disappoint. <laughs> oh, am I so glad it didn't disappoint? Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water is exquisite. <laughs> I mean, absolutely exquisite. And I've read a couple of the reviews since, and you know, even some of the the good reviews are like, you know, yeah, the the story isn't as strong, the characters aren't as strong. And I'm reading those, and I'm going, "The hell are you talking about?" Like, I'm like, I'm like. Like, yeah, there's some similar things to the first one, but I'm like, the story and the characters, it, it's three hours long. It'd be ridiculous to assume that there's no story or thin characters in a movie that long. That would mm -hmm. that would be awful. I'm like, but we don't have that. We, we, we have new characters who are introduced. We spend a lot of time with those characters. And... It's awesome. Like it is it's an incredible story. But anyway, that's this is one one area I wanted to address right off the bat. But uh I love this. <laughs> like I had 100 percent a blast with this movie. Uh Brandon, what about you? What was your initial thoughts? Yeah, man. Thought? Like for me, I really enjoyed it. Um like a lot of the criticisms I see, like they're like, oh, this isn't as good as the first personally for me i think this is just a tad bit better than the first because i feel like the the story of the first one just feels like like a typical movie of oh hey yeah i'm a sponge out of water with these people they're mm -hmm. gonna bring me in i'm gonna fall in love with one of them and i'm gonna want to become a navi mm -hmm. and just like I, you have that story with a lot of other films so this was able to branch out start continuing to build the world more it just man like james cameron never should never stop world building with this with this universe like like yeah pan, like pan, like we've started we got to see more pandora but there's so much more of pandora we can we can see over time and i'm really hoping we get more of that in the next uh next few sequels man but over yeah this was fantastic zach what about you man yeah i uh i went in um just hoping it was going to be a little, I actually went, I was hoping it would be a little better than the first. And I also felt like it, it slightly was better than the first. Um, I mean, there was just so much that went into it. And the whole time, like, I mean, there wasn't really a moment where I personally felt like I was like, oh, I'm bored, you know, like they're like, they just kept it interesting the entire time, you know, from the very beginning of the movie to the end. Um I was like, and I know Brandon. I went to the theater with him and um, his friend Jer Jeremy. Jeremy, and, yeah. Um, we went, and you know, Jeremy said he felt like it was kind of short, and I know Brandon felt a little bit of the same. But um, for me, like, I didn't feel like that at all. Like, I was just like, man, I want more of this. Like, I wanted, like, I wanted there to be more. Like, I really enjoyed it that much um where i didn't feel like three hours long was wasted so i i really did enjoy it a lot yeah no i don't think three hours was wasted at all like not like i still agree that it was a chore to get through because of just how long it was but at the same time like it was really great yeah that's sort of where i was at where um like especially towards the middle of the movie i was like it's like, okay, man, we're lingering here for a really long time and not, not much has happened. I was like, this seems, you know, oddly paced, but like towards, once it got like done with it, I was just like, no, nah, that was perfect. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. It's perfect. It was perfectly paced. And and the story it tells, I think, is very it's very good for this this movie in particular because we we're getting so many new characters. We're we're on a, a different part of the world than we were in the previous film. So there's so much to dive into. Mm-hmm. And and no pun intended, the way of water. Um, but like there's so much to dive into and so much of the mythology to explore. That, like, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the reason that we're getting five Avatar movies is just because there's so much in this world to go into. Um, but yeah, like I I was iffy on the pacing, but again, like I said, it, it turned it turned out so working so well because there's just so many elements that got to be explored and brought about and the action service the film uh, i think a great deal like there were some incredible action sequences in this movie i i, I love the payoff for every scene like yeah. like like you would think just a, like a, one of those scenes would be like oh hey yeah this will be used just to fill time no the scenes are there to exist and then have some kind of payoff later in the film of oh yeah we we showed this scene to explain this scene better later right. on in the film. Yeah. Um, have are you guys excited for Avatar six where the Navi meet the Smurfs? You know what? <laughs> Why not bring it on? <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys heard about Avatar three though, right? What uh, what James Cameron is wanting to do? No, no. He wants to hand a nine-hour cut into Disney, fully like all the CGI and visual effects done, and then have them cut it down. Then, ah, the balls on James Cameron, man. <laughs> Go that's, for it, bro. That's like... So many man hours of just visual effects. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, they won't they won't do that. But go for it, totally do it. Like... That film wouldn't come out until like twenty thirty. That's a, it's a good thing it's already shot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, overall, man, I like I said, I I loved it. I agree with you guys. Um, I I do think it's better than the first one. Um, and like just a little bit, but it's like a little bit in every area. Like I think the characters are a little bit better. I think the story is a little bit better. I think the visuals are a little bit better. Yeah. So like I'm like everything got just enough of an upgrade for me in this movie all right so let's go ahead and break the seal and talk spoilers avatar the way of water if you have not seen it yet please do so it's only three hours you'll be fine um So we are now officially talking spoilers for uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Brandon, kick us off with your yeah, spoiler man. thoughts. Um, I really think the, I I really I I, you know, it's funny. It's like when the, when they uh, when they go to the new area of like of the new tribe, I'm like, oh my god, I get it now. They're gonna teach them the way of water because <laughs> there's the way of the forest, and now there's the way of water. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Like like we were talking about, uh, like I was mentioning earlier about how many scenes, just so many scenes that are there, and they have payoff, and some will still have an eventual payoff of just like when uh, Zigourney Weaver's daughter in the film 
um, mm-hmm. has that seizure. And they're like, if she does this again, it could kill her. That's set up for a sequel. I, I am willing mm-hmm. to bet you that's going to have some kind of payoff. Um, you have the stuff with all the all the time that um, the son spends time with the whale. That yeah. is a huge payoff to the film. Mm-hmm. And like even explaining the backstory of him. Um, about how everyone's like, oh my God, he's a killer, you know? Yeah. But clearly that isn't the case. Mm. But it also is. But it kind of is, yeah. yeah it kind of <laughs> is. That guy was raising hell. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm glad. Like, the only time people clapped at my theater for the whale was when he took that guy's arm off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. I'm like, that, no way they just did that. That's another thing. That was like, awesome. Like, I will say, um, okay, like, yeah, so we're talking spoilers. Um, when we come back and we realize that the, the humans are now turned into Navi, um, but there's, the, you know, they have their human memory or whatever, um, I was I was impressed with that, that way that they went with it, because in, in that sense, it was, it was very cool, because it was like, okay, now that we have, because the human characters, the, their motivation in the first movie, completely understood. Their motivation in this movie, completely understood. But at the same time, I'm like, they've somehow made me hate these guys even more. <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, they, they, they made, and like their their motivation this time is like, is specifically evil. <laughs> like, it is specifically evil. They're like no 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 subterfuge about it like they are going in to kill jake and his family they want to take over this planet and they're they're doing some of the most heinous things that they could possibly do in order to make that happen and like yes it's a little on the nose but at the same time i'm like it kind of has to be because these guys are not good Like, like they're not the good guys they they don't even think they're the good guys like they they are trying to to do some of the worst things possible and they seem very comfortable with it mm-hmm. and that to me i was just like so by the time it got to the point where the 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 whale whips off that guy's arm like yeah <laughs> it, it had so much symbolism to it yeah i was like i was like the cheering i get like i celebrated that internally definitely but like i was like yeah no like i've never wanted human characters to die so much until this one <laughs> oh my they were complete pos's but that's just me what are you uh what are you guys' thoughts on them bringing colonel Quaritch back great decision i thought it was a great decision and he, stephen lang i mean come on <laughs> like dude's amazing and like him as a navi that was that was just impressive uh the way that you know he was able to embody that character and no wonder it took so long with visual effects because you pretty much had everybody in navi um i think like actually yeah i think we don't really get human like full human characters until oh no no we get we get the the general i can't remember her name Uh, and we also get miles and Miles, yeah, like, and Spider, technically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I can see it. But, like, mostly for, in, in terms of their involvement, they don't really come into the play until, like, the third act. 
So it's a lot of visual effects up until that point. Like literally like 98% of the movie is visual effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it it I I I like but also dislike how they brought him back. Like the way that the way they do it is perfect. They back mm-hmm. up his they back up his DNA. Cool. For me, I hope this I, I I'm glad they didn't rise of Skywalker with Palpatine, just be like Somehow Palpatine returns. Somehow Quartz returned. No, it makes it, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. No, yeah. Um, my only thing I would say is I kind of wish, like, we saw some more interactions with like his lovely uh, SEAL team. Like, I feel like I didn't know a lot about their characters. Besides that, they're like heads. Oh yeah, no, they were they for me they were throwaway characters because they some of them died fairly quickly. I I mean I was laughing at some of it because uh, like especially the beginning when uh then with the first guy where he just kept saying hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's hilarious. Yeah, like yeah, actually I agree with that. Like um because I felt like they were bigger players in the first film, and I, like if these movies had come out you know, within a few years of each other, then I think that characterization of them being sort of throwaways works because at least, you know, the the first film is fresh in your mind. But we haven't seen these guys in 13 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't remember their characters who played them, none of that. So I was like, I was like, yeah, like I I probably would have enjoyed a little bit more interaction with with those guys because it it felt very much like... uh, just you know, uh, what do they call them? Not. Uh, they felt like, I guess throwaways. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Like they felt like throwaway characters because they're mm-hmm. just they're just there, right? They're there to cause chaos and do damage, but like we don't really know anything about them. They were there to help the bully. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I need you guys' thoughts on. Um, I, I I know people have complaints about this, but it was literally two minutes out of the movie. I need you guys' thoughts on the 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 son who was the bully. Oh, the uh, chief's son. Yeah, the chief's son with um Sully's son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I mean, it was literally two minutes out of the film. Like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's the most basic thing." It was two minutes out of a film <laughs> out to help introduce hours, him yeah. to the whale. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, uh, sorry. Well, here, here's the thing, right? Is like, yes, like I understand that complaint, but at the same time, like, you're trying to make an alien movie more relatable to humans, mm-hmm. you know. And so, although it's very basic, maybe to some people, like, he's basically what they're trying to express is that like these are like people like they have human qualities Mm -hmm. and they're not above them like they're just like humans right in a way just with a little bit of different way of life but ultimately like you know these things still happen on places like this even yeah i feel like yeah it took up um a couple minutes of the movie it wasn't that big a deal trying to show like a human side of these characters like 
that every like even they have these human qualities right and it just i feel like makes it a lot more relatable to the audience right if you see that oh yeah they're just like us in like these ways and the way they go about certain things like they're not above that like they still have tendencies that are very human so Mm -hmm. i think it worked fine no i i absolutely agree um and and i think it's a it was a nice element like one because it did serve the story like you said they don't have that moment how does he meet you know the the tokun that you know eventually saves his life so there is a there's a story tie into the to that moment um and also you know even though it was bullying you know i'm saying it led to them eventually coming together as friends and building that bond where they felt you know safe enough to remain in that in that culture um i i dug it like i really didn't have a problem with it and like and i love that they showed like hey yes these are advanced beings of a different planet or whatever they're not quite human um you know but they still share sort of qualities different about each other because like you notice like the navi and and these people i don't remember what they were called but like they have a different shade of of color um you know the the mother she mentions like their arms are thin and their tails are are too light you know what i'm saying like so they're similar technically you know to each other but there there are degrees of differences between them and like those differences matter and i think that's you know the thing about james cameron is his allegories are fairly simple but there's just the way that he uses them that i think is just really clever and Mm -hmm. and he's got so much style and substance behind it that just really elevates what he's what he's doing and you see that in a lot of his films where it's like oh okay i see the the simple basic outline of this story but when you put all of this on top of it 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 just strengthens that that entire concept and it works so to me i feel like that was he, he he's the expert at that yeah and you know what you know what's funny is like he was able to blend titanic into this somehow <laughs> yeah so that. <laughs> literally like every time the water was rushing through a, uh, like a room or something when the, the ship was going down i always thought of titanic there was a lot of elements of that <laughs> there and they were present too and you could see them and uh, yeah but yeah, I, I, again, I just I thought everything that this movie did was really intentional and and really good, man. I just, I dug it, and like I spoke earlier about like how some things were elevated from the first film. the The one thing I have to talk about is the characters themselves, like Jake Sully and Natiri, so much stronger, <laughs> like like so much stronger as characters in this movie than I think they were in the first film. I mean, mm-hmm. I first, agree with that. Yeah. I'm like, first off you give them a family, a family that they have to fight for and just their principles and the things that they care about and, and the interactions that they have with the, with their family, each different member of their family. I think it just made those characters soar. Like they were just so much stronger that way like you have the two brothers you know you got the one older brother who's trying to look out for his little brother but his little brother's 
mischievous and keeps going off and doing other stuff and causing problems and like just how they respond to the father and the relationship that he had with the oldest and how he wanted to make sure he you know was strong and followed in his footsteps and was you know really you know wise and and you see you see that love especially in the end um when he passes like there there was so much complexity in that relationship and then you you have the uh the younger brother who's who's essentially the cause of his brother's death that that essentially what he is and like but that that love is still there and that that family dynamic is still there and like natiri <laughs> natiri was always a badass <laughs> but she goes from like level of badassery to like just 10 points higher in this movie because like she kills a lot of people <laughs> she kills so many people in this movie and i she's think like bro she on the in call of duty terms they call like when a weapon's overpowered they call it a meta she found her meta with the bow and arrow man <laughs> and i love it man i think and i think it's hilarious to the uh the visual dynamic because the Natiri are so the Navi are so much bigger than the humans are. And like when you see like the the contrast, like that bow and arrow she uses, it looks it looks normal when she uses it. And then when you see it go through a human, you realize, oh man, it's like 10 times their size. Yeah. Like, like just the arrow alone. So I thought like again, like the visuals are are insane in this movie. But yeah, Natiri, I think got such a boost as a character in this film and just so much more of a badass yeah i agree yeah i agree i really enjoyed her character throughout the entire thing i thought she had so many cool scenes yeah man i dug i dug her a great deal (laughs) Like, like she was really really cool um let's talk about the kids though uh Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> there's there's a lot to talk about there. They had a good amount in the movie, actually. Yeah, they were a huge chunk of the movie, which I thought was surprising. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. then again, it, it it makes sense because of where this story goes. So yeah, I, I I dug it. Yeah. I have a um I have a feeling that um with the, how that with how much screen time we've had of the kids, I think something is going to happen to them in future installments. I think somehow, some way, we're going to lose Jake Sully. I feel like that's going to be a necessity and a necessary part of the film at some point, especially if uh, the Colonel is still chasing after him. You know? I I don't know. Um, I think if we do, it won't it, like it'll either happen in the next one. Or it won't happen till like the last one. I that's, agree there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because apparently what they're working on for the fifth one is the, where they go back to Earth. With I can I can just imagine Navi showing up on Earth. I'm excited for that. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be interesting. I want to see his version of Earth and how it's being destroyed. Yeah, because they mention in this movie that. Um, they're looking for a new planet, mm-hmm. which is why they're trying to, you know, erase everyone on Pandora's because they they need the planet. Um, 
yeah, so that will be interesting to see how they uh, incorporate that. But anyway, back to the kids, because we kind of glossed over that. Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, which is which again blows my mind when you talk about visual effects. You have Sigourney Weaver playing a teenage version of herself, <laughs> like, which I think is just outstanding. Like how they were able to pull that off is incredible, not just you know physically, but you know also vocally and you know what I'm saying and physically. Mm-hmm. There's so many, there's so many elements to that that's mind-boggling. But um, I still want to know who she, who she, who 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 she hit it with in the first one. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, that answer never never came uh, to pass. Unfortunately, we never learned uh, how she she was able to have her daughter. But uh, yeah, like I, that character, I thought was very interesting, and like we got a little bit of it. But I feel like I feel like her story was kind of put on the back burner for the boy story, which you know I get because it fit into this story a little bit more, but. I wanted to learn more about that character because she was very, um, she was very fascinating, and I think we'll learn more about her in the in the films to come. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Um, like especially because I... they're doing the whole thing with the, um, like I mentioned earlier, with like her having the seizure, like yeah. she was able to plug in just fine with other creatures. It was just something like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future installments with that. Absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off, Zach. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. No, I, I really liked the kids in this movie. Um, Like, they weren't, like, overly annoying to me. Like, a lot of things they did made yeah. sense. <laughs> I, I also like the family dynamic that they had going, too, the whole time. Like, Sully stick together, <laughs> you know. And, like, no matter, like, the older brother, like, would always be seeking up for, like, the younger one whenever he screwed up. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, a really good dynamic. I, I really did enjoy that. Um, especially being, like, an older brother. Like, my brother is, like, the good one, though. So, it's more <laughs> likely me to be the one getting in trouble. Nice. But, um, like, yeah, no, I get it. I I, <laughs> I really like the part where they're fighting the, the Chiefs' kids. And uh, he goes, what the other guys look like? <laughs> he's <a lot laughs> he's worse. like worse. He's like good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 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 right. That's spot on. Like like you get to a fight, just make sure you know what I'm saying. You get the good. You get the good end of it. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I dug the kids, especially the little one. I can't even remember her name now. Uh, but like the the youngest, the youngest girl. I thought she was absolutely adorable. How did tied up again? Right, exactly. She was so cute. She was like unbelievably cute. Um, like, like, but like, I love what you said, Zach. Like, none of the kids were annoying, which is like so hard to do apparently in in today's <laughs> yeah. age. Like, because we've seen some child actors in just this year alone, where I'm like, Moonfall oh, kid. Oh man, like, like throw this kid off a bridge. Like, seriously, like. Like wow, they're terrible. Like, but um, yeah, they're like none of the kids were annoying. They all had interesting character arcs. Um, I I think they were the heart of much of this story. 
they strengthen our two main characters a great deal. Um, yeah, and there was it was just a, a, an impressive dynamic. I I really just love the way that they went with uh, this story in particular. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. And, um, you know what's uh, you know what's crazy to me though is just like I I've even seen complaints about the time jump. That time mm. jump was beautiful. They explained it so well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's been 13 years, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's been 13 years. Like, yeah, man. Like, they had a family. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't uh, believe there were complaints about that. Dude, dude, people complain about everything nowadays. I saw, like, honestly, I went through some of the... Like, to me, that movies. is, like, the, the entire movie is such a hard movie to complain about. Like, I really, like, the things I've said so far are, like, nitpicks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I'm not gonna, like, go off on them for, for doing, there's nothing I, in that movie that would make, set me off on what they did. Like, right. Like, it's so I, I didn't have that issue with this movie at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going through some of the reviews and I'm just reading and I'm like, like, the, the ones that are bad and I'm just like, what movie did you see? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm like, because all of them, all of them basically had that element that Zach is talking about, where it's like you took one or two negative things and you're like, this is the whole movie. And I'm like, people do it all the time. Uh, like, I'm like, you're it's it's definitely a reach, in my opinion. Like, I'm like, you're reaching like, like, I'm, I'm not saying you got to love it, but I think I think the things that you are trying to find to to be bad about it. I think is a is a bit of a stretch, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the one thing I do want to talk about, going back to uh, Cameron and his, uh, you know, the way that he uses simplistic messaging for these these films, there is a a deep, deep and almost surface level. Really, it's surface level, but it is also kind of deep uh, allegory that he makes about in the environment and man's place in the environment and what we're doing to the environment like constantly like when we see the the humans come back to pandora like they come in these ships and they immediately burn the forest you yeah. know what i'm saying well like it's like come on like you know what i'm saying like you're, you're you burn the forest and then later we see what what man does to to animals you know say how they kill the the to the tuku the tuku the way yeah, I, I was, yeah, I think I think it's the to, to, tocoon or something. Tocoon, tocoon. Yeah. We see how they do that and what they, they literally just poach them, right? And what they what they do it for, right? And it's like, I mean, you tell me, I can make eighty million dollars off of stealing like the cerebrum of a giant mammal. I'll be like, okay, I'm like, I kind of, I mean, I don't like that aspect of it you know ruining you know this gorgeous creature and all of that but at the same time like 80 million no okay <laughs> like and it and it keeps you young forever right that's what the product is yeah it's like ooh. it's like anti-aging yeah right. it's like there's some benefits there <laughs> like, I'm like, but yeah man like and it's interesting too because like i think i love how he explores that concept of uh consumerism and and capitalism versus the environment and nature and mm-hmm. protecting 
uh, yeah, I think I think for that scene, I like. I think it wasn't just you, Phoenix. I feel like a lot of people were questioning themselves. Yeah, like what kind of person am I? <laughs> would I go for the eighty million, or would I say the animal? Right. You know, that's like a that's like a question someone asks you, right? Would you if you if you well for eighty million dollars? <laughs> My my answer for me is absolutely yes. Um, <laughs> Peta, if you're watching this, please do not cancel us. <laughs> so. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean I get it. Like it is, it is a. Uh, I think it's a great way of. of looking at your audience and saying like you know we we live in a capitalist consumerist society right so of course you know we're in a world where where money is power and so like if you tell us hey you can get 80 million dollars and destroy something that you know you don't have a connection to unlike many of us will jump at that but like mm -hmm. if we were placed in that society where that animal means a great deal to us, you know what I'm saying? That's, we don't see that other side of it. We don't see the consumer side of it. And, and, and it's interesting because now you've, as an audience member, you've been put right in between both of these stories. And you're like, now I don't know where I, <laughs> where I should go because it's like, and I, and, and I hope, as we get on with more of these sequels we do go back to to earth and see like hey maybe there's a reason for for them doing this and and it might be justified even if they're doing it the wrong way like it might be justified and i just will i would love to see where we all land on that but um yeah i think that allegory is like i said it's it's very in your face he does it in a very simplistic way uh, throughout much of the film, but I think it's a very deeply personal uh, question that I think anyone who's watching it is like, ah, that's a tough position to be put in. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was really well done. It's not a very tough position for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the 80 minutes. I'm happy. <laughs> One whale, fine. One whale, oh, like now, one whale. One fine. whale, you're set for life, right? Really, like if if only if I only have to do it once, like all right, like eighty mil one time, okay. But like if you're like, oh, I got orders and I gotta doing it, like nah. Phoenix would be out there in his water times, shoes. That's questionable. Yeah. Phoenix would be out there in his water shoes, ready to go. Come on, guys, let's do this. Let's kill Just... a whale. Just one time, just one time, we all get our payday, we all go home. Like, that's it. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. We that's just... <laughs> I feel bad. I know, right? <laughs> all feel just a little bit dirty. Oh, man. But at least we were able to admit that to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We we probably kill at least one tofu. Like, yeah. like, 
unfortunately. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would just make sure to just make sure to GTFO before. Yeah, find you. yeah. <laughs> you really want to get out of Dodge. <laughs> oh man. So, um, any other thoughts? By the way, <laughs> I do want to speak on the action because, like. Oh yeah, we glanced right over that. Yeah, we we kind of got over on that. There's um, there's I would say there's less action in this movie than there is in, than there was in the first one. Do you agree or no? I agree in a sense of they saved it all because like in how it worked in the previous film was they had a lot of different scenes like they had they had multiple battle scenes right and this one just all meshed into one which I was happy about because it we they gave us more time to just spend world building. Mm-hmm. And I think as a sequel, that's what we needed. More world building to an already developed world, you know? Yeah, I agree. World and, building uh, and character development is what we needed. Yeah, especially after a 13-year uh, absence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like building up the characters, building up the world, expanding that world. I feel like that was definitely interesting. That was well worth it. But when we did get the action, and I think that's part of the reason why the action worked, is because we had built up these characters and we knew what they were fighting for and how much it mattered to them. And it, and that final action sequence, man, Put it up there with some of the best of the year, <laughs> like like legit. It was exciting. It was thrilling. It was emotional. Yeah, uh, very well choreographed. I I I dug it. <laughs> like really dug it. And I'm not even like talking about like the final uh, part of it. Even in the beginning, like you know, what I'm saying. When you got Natiri just being a badass, like, <laughs> like just completely full on badass. Like, I loved it. Just the way they took out, you know, the gunneries and and huh, it was it was sweet. And the flying sequences, all dope. The underwater sequences, fantastic. Like, it was. This was a visual feast for the eyes. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. Man, I loved the scene when he was when uh when the colonel was trying to get a banshee. He just goes up there and decks it in the face. The what? The, uh, when, yeah. the when, yeah. when, when the colonel was trying to get a banshee. Uh-huh. Oh and he just goes up to fight it and he just decks it right in the face. Right, yeah. I'd <laughs> be dying. Mm-mm. That was a, that was an interesting moment, but I dug it. <laughs> I also uh, liked at the end how you could clearly see how conflicted Spider was saving his father, but like at the same time, like it's still his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really liked that as well. Would, I thought that was great. Would you have saved him? Oh no. <laughs> No, and I and I kind of I don't get, know, man. Like, I kind of get that choice. Like, I kind of get it only because it it was his son. I feel like everybody else would have let him rot. But like, he, there's there's some level of an emotional connection 
that they have, and he had to respect that enough to let him go. But, I mean, me personally, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would have. I, I Like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think you should have did that. <laughs> like The thing is, that whole scenario, right, is like, yeah, like, He's like the colonel is a is a horrible person, right? But the he's shown his son the softer side of him, and he's he's been softer on his son. And although he's an evil guy, like you can tell, like he does want that connection. And I think the son recognizes that. It's like, yeah, okay, he's a horrible, but he's still my father. So Zach, what? What is your actually? Let me go to Brandon first. Brandon, what is your final rating for Avatar: The Way of Water? I'm gonna have to go with a solid four and a half. Um, I I think that's a solid rating for it. I gave the first one that, and um, it's definitely better than the first. And I'm excited to see what James Cameron continues to do with this world and this series. Yeah, uh, Zach, what about you? What are you going? Uh, I'm going to go with five stars. I really enjoyed this movie, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. Solid. Uh, I'm going to ride that four and a half as well. Um, Like I said, I think it's just a little bit better than um, the first Avatar, um, but it's just a little bit better in every single area. Um, I dug the story. I, I think I really love this movie more than the first one. The visuals are outstanding. What they're able to do with the family, I just I I can't get enough of it. I really love this movie, like really really did. Um, it's long. <laughs> like if I have any complaint, really, is that it's really probably twenty minutes too long. Um, but at the same time, I'm like everything kind of works. There's so many interesting elements to it. I, I love what James Cameron says about so many uh, aspects of humanity uh, throughout the film. So yeah, solid four and a half. Um, I, I I literally can't wait to see it again. I think it, I think it's that that amazing. So four and a half for me and Brandon. Five stars from Zach. What did you guys think of Avatar: The Way of Water? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. And leave your thoughts there. All right. So we're going to move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Zach, before we lose you again, <laughs> why don't you kick us off what has been good for you this week, sir? Uh, actually, I haven't uh, really watched anything too new this week, um, but I will say I did start watching the Wednesday show, yeah. and I've enjoyed that so far. Um, I think Jenna Ortega's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I haven't finished it, um, but so far I've I've really, really enjoyed that show, the dark humor it has. Um, so I would say check out Wednesday if you haven't, because I think everyone's checking it out so wednesday's awesome brandon what about you um i actually got to watch a few movies this week but i was gonna say die hard but (laughs) i finally got to watch denis villeneuve's prisoners that movie was a banger man yes (laughs) that was a solid solid four and a half star movie 
um my friend trevor has been like begging me to watch it so i'm like i was literally gonna go on netflix to watch guillermo del toro's pinocchio but i'm like you know what prisoners is right here let me watch prisoners and i'm glad i did man that movie was fantastic excellent i'm glad you finally got around to that yeah that's that's a banger that's probably my favorite from denise the moon um yeah it's probably prisoners um so i went to the movies yesterday i saw three films just trying to catch up for before the end of the year um I I had a great time at the movies. All three of the movies that I saw were were great, but one definitely stood out among the bunch and I think was my favorite of the of the three that I saw. And that is a movie called Spoiler Alert, uh starring Jim Parsons. Um it was fantastic. You guys if you've listened to previous episodes, uh you know that one of my most hated movies of the year this year was Bros. I thought that movie was absolutely awful. Um, this is by far and away a better version of that movie. By far and away. It's funnier, despite it being a drama, it's much funnier <laughs> than Bros was. It's way more emotional, way more dramatic, uh, better written, <laughs> like better acted, Everything about it, I just genuinely loved. It was such a good movie, such a good story. Uh, so for me, that that's one I would highly recommend. It's in theaters right now. I think it is limited theaters. I'm not 100% sure, but I would definitely recommend that. Spoiler alert, uh, fantastic movie. Uh, based on a book, so it is actually based on a true story. Um, but yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for me, Wednesday from Zach and Prisoners from Brandon. An incredible lineup. You can't can't pass that up. So uh, check those out and let us know what you guys think. All right. It's now that time. You are now <laughs> Zach, it was your co-word this week. Uh, remind everyone what your co-word was and all of your clues, sir. Whenever we can get back to them. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if my sound is picking up, but I have a cricket sound effect playing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I gotta say, the reason we're laughing is because we discussed earlier before we started recording about Zach's uh, internet service provider. <laughs> and... Uh, they they are proving to be quite the hassle. Uh they've gone in and out several times throughout the show. There he is. Zach. Hey. Can you guys <laughs> see me now? See you we can hear you now. There you're, we go. You're not frozen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I hate I'm I'm about to call my Wi-Fi after this and yeah. I'm not gonna be so nice about it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Zach, before you do that, can you give us Remind us what your code word was and all of your clues, sir. Yeah, it was, so my code word was identity. It was between 1990 and 2000, this <laughs> movie was um, released. And it has an actor that has started in over 40 plus movies and TV shows, an icon, direct. Uh-oh. is best known for this movie but had at least three academy nods for a movie last year okay all right um uh technically i guess that means i go first <laughs> all right uh so i did some digging um and i found a director who uh did a movie last year that was nominated for exactly three awards uh and that is joel cohen who directed the Tragedy of Macbeth. He was nominated for production design, cinematography, and uh, best lead actor for Denzel Washington. Um, he did a couple of movies, usually with his brother, um, throughout the years. One of which uh, took place in 1998, I want to say. Uh yeah, 1998, um, and uh, stars John Goodman, who has been a legendary performer uh, throughout much of his life. He's been in a couple of iconic films. He's also obviously the co-lead of a, a very popular uh, TV show. So I would consider him an American icon. Um, and that movie is The Big Lebowski. Uh, that is my pick for the code word this week. Not sure what it has to do with identity. Still haven't seen it yet, but that is my pick for the code word. Right. I am going to go elsewhere with a different director. I'm going to go with good old Mr. Steven Spielberg. And it's been a toss up between Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan because both, I mean, Saving Private Ryan has a, has a part of it where there is identity of Hey, they identify the wrong person as Private Ryan, and he's dead. <sighs> Sorry, I just sneezed. Um, Bless and you. then thank you. And then, <laughs> and then there's the other film, Schindler's List, where you're identified as a Jew, and you're tossed in a concentration camp. So, this is what it's very tough for, because both have legendary actors in it. One being Liam Neeson, the other being Tom Hanks. However, Tom Hanks is in many different movies and TV. So I think we're going to have to go with Saving Private Ryan. And his film that he got a lot of Oscar noms for was, are we talking about this year or like like this year's Oscar noms? This no. last year. This last year. Okay. All right. Then, yeah. Then, then he had a lot of nominations for West Side Story. So I'm going to have to go with Saving Private Ryan. Tell me I'm wrong. So, so you can tell me I'm right. Yes. The winner of this is actually going to be Phoenix. Oh! So Phoenix had it on the money. Uh, so the Big Lebowski, the whole movie is about uh, Jeff Lebowski, the dude being uh, mistaken for Jeffrey Lebowski. So that's the identity issue right there. 
I should have known because Ryan loves that movie. Yep. And on top of that, uh, it has uh, Sam Elliott, who is an American icon in that movie. And the movie that it that um the director had some nominations for was tra- the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that boy's nice. That boy's nice. I told you. <laughs> Don't uh, worry. Don't worry. We got a two week uh, break to re. re- uh, it's my code word next, so I got two weeks to figure something out. Uh, uh, and he takes. The lead. Uh, oh, it was so sweet. How how did you enjoy your time atop the, the leaderboard, Brandon? Was it nice? It was nice. Wasn't it? Uh, don't worry, I'm coming back. I'm taking it back. <laughs> it, was don't like, worry. it was nice. It was lovely. It's a shame it had to come to an end. <laughs> but uh, once again, reclaiming my, my place on top of the leaderboard. Oh, we knew it would happen soon, didn't we? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, that feels good. That was good. That was good. I'm amazed I actually got that one. That was that was. I'm impressive. actually surprised you got that too. <laughs> so, nice. and it's funny too because like, <laughs> look what I got. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that a oh, bookmark? Yeah, I got it from the library. But like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I still haven't watched it though. But I'm like, I was like, oh, that that kind of fits. So let's go with that uh but yeah that's awesome that's hilarious that you have that nice (laughs) that's great that was good um we're gonna get up out of here because i need to go celebrate my victory uh brandon let everybody know uh where they can find you crying about your loss (laughs) you guys can find me as the eventual winner of the season at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. And Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? After you're done You guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you guys can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. And you guys can find me on Twitter at I-M-H-O-Reviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at FilmCodePod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here.